Hello, and welcome to Confidently Wrong, a show by regular dudes talking with confidence about content we have no right to speak about with any kind of authority, but do it anyway. I'm Wesley Nakamura, and as always, I'm joined by award-winning director Brian Redondo and Savan Jones, aka Captain Bonnie. This is episode 92, and we're excited to bring our first impressions of God of War Ragnarok. I'm confident that it's going to be the best show you've ever listened to, and well, hey, if it's not, you can always ask us for a refund. Incredible! Hello, gentlemen. The hour is late, but the time is right. We're getting into God of War Ragnarok, one of the newest hit titles. Everybody's playing this effing game. Yo, I, go on play- <laughs> I go on PlayStation and it's like, so-and-so, God of War. So-and-so, God of War. So-and-so, God of War. It's like, goodness gracious, isn't anybody playing Apex with me anymore? The answer is no. Um, so, we finally so get make to you no back. one? Are you no one? Because you're not playing God of War Ragnarok? <laughs> I'm, West not, doesn't I'm exist. not everyone. Yeah. <laughs> We finally get to go back to the Nine Realms. The Norse mythology is back again. Atreus, Kratos, how did you feel about this series going into this? And I'm just going to answer my own question. Because, what, maybe about a year and a half ago, I got God of War. Uh, Obviously, I was late to the party as it was. And I felt like the game was just kind of slow. I felt like I was boxed in by some of the levels, by some of the puzzles. Atreus is probably my biggest complaint of that game. He is so so annoying um he's just a big complainer and he's a brat and for like i mean i get that he's mad that his mom died but then it's made worse <laughs> because kratos is a terrible father kratos is emotionally unavailable he's emotionally abusive he doesn't help his son f- figure out his feelings there's like toxic masculinity for both of them ramped up to a thousand and like why did i have to spend so much time in a fucking canoe in this game called god of war why was I in a canoe all the time? I don't get it. So, anyways, there was there was a lot to like. <laughs> Who <What>? hurt you? <laughs> uh, yeah. There was a lot what, to like. What toxic masculinity cycle are you <laughs> stuck in right now? Who urinated in your cornflakes? So, no frosted. You know, maybe I'll like it. it. You know, Savan said, "Well, you haven't finished the game, and that's that's a fair criticism." So maybe I just need to watch the YouTube. I'm not going to play it at this point. I forgot the controls. I forgot the combat. I'm not going to relearn it. Um, so maybe I just need to hop on YouTube and watch the watch how the last half of the game plays out. Um, I didn't like how, but this is a problem with me and not the problem with the game. I didn't like how you could like teleport through these True different for so realms. many things. But like, yeah, but like you're in this like weird room, and then you ended up going to these places, but then like you didn't know which place you were going to. Again, that was my fault. I don't know. I, my brain couldn't. You literally pick which place you're going. Yeah, to. Yeah, but my brain couldn't put it. There's together. a whole menu. I couldn't remember With all the names the nine, of the places. I couldn't remember what each of the nine things <laughs> they were. They had the little, colors. The little yeah, but the color doesn't tell me what I'm going to see. The when fire I get there. realm was red. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is certainly I think a me problem. I told these guys before we started like i'm just gonna get my garbage takeout at the beginning not 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 this is like beyond garbage i think yeah this is <laughs> my garbage, garbage water hazardous this is materials. garbage water. <laughs> this is put that shit in a barreling buried in the lamp you know? <laughs> um the game the game just didn't speak to me and i think savan you're you're one of you're one of the first to say like not every game or not every co- piece of content has to uh, appeal to everybody and i think this is just the one that for me was like it was fine and I didn't love it, and I, I put it down, and I'm allowed to do that. 
But I feel um, like God of War is such a tentpole that it's made to appeal to every gamer. <laughs> like, this is a gamer's game. Like, and regardless of which type of gamer, too, it's like, it's completely accessible. Yeah. And hmm. I don't know. It, I hear it you. Delivers. And, it delivers. It delivers the goods. If you like this, puzzles, they got you can lean into that. If you like combat, you can I, lean into that. But I don't like. That. I didn't like puzzles, and the combat wasn't as good as other things I've played. And I'd rather play Apex if I was play? really looking for combat. Like that's a it's two different genres. Yeah, but it's still it's still like combat. And then you know, and then in terms of the and story, you hated I, the characters. I I much yeah I hated the characters. I much preferred The Last of Us Part Two, you know, or a game like that or Spider Man. So yeah, I mean, that's that's what took my time. And that's did you that's like okay. the the previous God of Wars, the three other? I ones never played that the other Greek ones. Mythology. I had only heard from you that they were they were great. Right, you would you'd tell me like on PS2 and PS3 like how great they were, and oh, I never really Wesley. made the jump to them. Um, so that this, makes that the character because I feel like that Brian, right? I I think we'd agree oh, that's what Wesley. makes the character element of the game of the newer ones so good. He killed his family because you have all these in the things original you, trilogy. Yeah, uh, like, well, like, see, that's that's a piece of context. He's the that ghost probably of Sparta. Helped. Uh, oh my goodness even if well, you like, never played god of war everyone who went in who didn't play it knew like i don't know the story but i know he'd be a badass killing gods and stuff i'm like all right cool then you understand that if this man is being quiet and soft-spoken this man done grown this man done made it. this man done made some progress <laughs> he killed zeus because in the previous game he was just his body count was absurd he was just a salt lord <laughs> yeah. i don't know i mean but you know I, honestly because i didn't know that and I'm just finding out right now, three seconds ago. I wonder if that also detracts from my experience in the game because he he spent so much of the game refusing to talk about his past, right? And Atreus is asking him, like, what is going on? Can you tell me who I am? Can you tell me who we are? Like, what is going on here? And he refuses for hours and hours and hours of canoeing time if to you talk played about the it. games brian you would know why you do not want to talk about that okay but, like, but, yeah. but you that, hated the sequel because you never saw the well original. but the game should also i mean the game should also stand on its own a little bit too you I didn't think. finish it all of these things you're talking about get resolved and by the end of the game all right but he they does didn't ultimately tell a trace i mean i played i played probably oh, okay i mean that's helpful I mean, I probably paid 30 hours of it, 40 hours He tells hours him, like, halfway it. through. Like, he yeah. tells him, like, it's not at the end. He does tell him about his origins, eventually about his background, what he's done. Like, all I'm of that not, happens. You just I'm didn't not finish saying the game. It wasn't, I'm not saying other people can't enjoy it and think it was great. I'm just saying, for me, it didn't hit. That's... I think I'm allowed to say that it didn't hit for me. You're allowed to say it didn't hit, but your reasoning is bad. No, it's not. <laughs> These things happen. I can't watch a movie halfway through and then turn it off halfway through because they didn't resolve the conflict that no, wasn't going to be resolved until different. the end. That's a you two didn't hour resolve confined, the conflict. That's a two hour confined story. And this is an unlimited game. I don't know the story how long, ain't unlimited. No, the, the story I don't know finite. how long this game is going to take. I already spent thirty hours on it. Like how much I more? Think do you I spent need to way go? too much time on the game. Yeah, it was the game. <laughs> how is much like, game is done at thirty hours? Uh, I mean, I was thirty hours in. That's how long also, it was taking. Also, me. the thing about the game when you complain about the canoe and the characters is that the canoe is what allows for all the character development to happen. Like that's when you get to see your relationships build and actually grow. Sort of. But that's also see- where he refuses to talk about shit. Yeah, it's also what Kratos, you know, gives analogy. He tells stories, and you get to get peeks into it. But you got it's a slow burn, homie. Like it's a, 
Savan, you know me. What I mean, what a howler is that appealing to me? <laughs> What's wrong with you, homie? This game gives you damn near everything. You get a story, good characters, lots of badass action sequences and puzzles. Like, what else you want? Oh, you, you know to, do you want a back massage like? and them to do your taxes? Like, geez. You know what else I kind of didn't like? Maybe on the was, PS8. Come on, get these, get the there ice cold takes out the way. That you know how you had to wait for this the level of the water to rise in certain parts to like open up different aspects of the yeah of the big the area. That part was really, really frustrating because I'd be like trying to get somewhere and then I'd spend, you know, like 45 minutes on it or 30 minutes or whatever. And then I'd finally go to the walkthrough and it's like, oh, you can't access this till like later in the game. I'd be like, well, what the fuck? Like, why are you <laughs> why are you making these things like very obviously visible points of interest and then being like, nah, you can't get there because yet. one like, of the core designs of the game is that it's a war where you revisit places. So yeah, they yeah, give no, you I things that. that you can't get. So you can come back later. You know, like every Zelda game ever. <laughs> Games have always said, hey, see this? Oh, I guess you'll have to come back later. Yeah, but they did a lot of that. No wonder you were 30 hours in without yeah. having made much progress. I didn't know. Well, how, West, how like was I every adventure yeah, game I mean, ever happens. does that. It, it, I, but but not, I hear, I hear what you're saying, Wes. I'm not that an experienced gamer, too. right? Like, I haven't played a ton of action adventures. I've never played a Link Zelda game before Breath of the Wild when you guys, like, told me how great it was, right? Like... I'm not that I don't play those kind of games and I didn't have that time growing up to play those kinds of games. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's just, that's again, I think it's a me thing. It just didn't didn't hit with me. Anyways, that's how I felt about it going. Wes, in. Wes was busy as a young boy clocking in and out at the factory. <laughs> I, I was doing my calculus homework till 1 a.m., guys. Like, it Nerd. Was, it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nerd. School was a lot. I was taking a bunch of APs. I had no volleyball No wonder you practice. hate God of War. What? Yeah. That's I mean, why you don't like Kratos, because he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to argue that. I'm definitely not cool. Uh, oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> the dunk on Wesley Pod. That's what this is now. I see. No, you did this uh, to yourself. <laughs> I I applaud you, Wes, for doing this like basically every other week, <laughs> stepping up to the chopping block for our entertainment. So just, way to take one for constantly right. wrong. Well, Let's just I, take it to the chin. What's good about that is now that I've like gotten my own, you know, ridicule out of the way. Um, I haven't played the game. I'm, I'm not really thinking I'm going to get this one. I'm just I'm super busy right now at work and, and all these things. And I'm still playing Apex and Overwatch. And I just downloaded a couple of other games that I want to play, but haven't had time to. So this is probably not one for me. So I'm just going to play the, you know, the the naive host and, and ask you guys some, some questions. So let's start with the same one, which is how excited were you about this game coming into its release? Savan, obviously, you love the series. You've been enjoying it so far. But what did you feel before you even started? How are you? How are you taking this? You mean before the game came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm usually a person who... I, I like know you to try to have no expectations. Yeah, I try I mean, to temper my expectations. No, I was 100% hyped for this game from the moment I finished God of War in 2018. As soon as I finished the game, I was like, oh, it is on. And so I've been extremely excited, you know? At the end of that game, Brian, I told you about that secret ending. I think I don't, did I ever send you the clip? Of, uh, I think you did. Yes. Yeah. So you Where might have seen it. Thor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now you know that was in which 2018. I totally missed. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I talked about you had missed yeah. it. So like, I saw that in 2018, and my hype was instantly there. I was like, oh, so we're gonna get a Thor fight. We're gonna get uh just more of these Norse characters. Odin is only even Odin and Thor, right? They're literally talked about throughout the entire game. 
just through stories and you don't actually see them or at all just hear them by name just their statue yeah so the hype of them getting hyped up they spent a lot of the game hyping these guys up so that alone just had me ready for it once we get the reveal at the end of god of war one that atreus is actually named loki and we see this pantheon of other gods from like different cultures just the way they had that ending of really saying hey this is a big world and this is about to pop off the hype was there and you know there's not a lot of stuff where i'm like oh day one i gotta get this i gotta hurry up and play this but i took off to play god of war like i bought it like pre-ordered and i took off the day it came out because i was like yo there's unless the game actually from a technical perspective just glitches out it's not gonna be bad man you, you did a madden day all on your own but for god of war Oh, absolutely. It was God of War Day. (laughs) And it was a great day. (laughs) Like, time well spent. Brian, what was your... I mean, you're not someone who's been too hyped about this, I feel like, outwardly, uh, as much as you've been hyped for, like, the the Breath of the Wild sequel. So what's what was your status? Tears of the Kingdom. Here we come. Uh, I'm a big I'm a big God of War fan. Okay. Right. The first God of War blew my mind. The second God of War is even better. I loved. Oh my god. Like I, it's like a kind of game that I didn't even know that I would love. Right. It's like hyper violent, hyper masculine. Uh, you know, and just a lot of toxic chop, chopping heads off and taking names. Uh, but it is so gratifying. And the melee combat in the entire God of War series is always the high water mark for melee combat in video gaming. Like it just it just feels good. Like it it's always fun, it's always satisfying. Uh, it's always just the right amount of challenging. Like it, you know, it might take you uh, you know, several tries to clear an area or defeat a boss or whatever, but it's not punishing in the way that Dark Souls is, where it just becomes masochistic. Um, and so like and you feel game, like a badass. Yeah, yeah. You feel like, you feel like the god of war that you're supposed to be. So when God of War for PS4 came out, right, this sort of uh, reboot, change of series, uh, chain of scenery using Norse mythology, you know, I'm not as into that as I am the ancient Greek mythology. I think just like the gods and stuff and the stories are much cooler. And I'm much more familiar with them in the previous iteration. So like the Norse mythology is cool. I really enjoyed God of War on the PS4. Um, even though I can see where some of your gripes are coming from, Wes, like, yeah, sure. There's, there's a lot of like canoeing and whatever. Um, and Atreus is an annoying bratty kid because he is a he's a kid. He's yeah. meant to be right, and that's that's definitely and, and part he lost of it. His mom and his dad is um, kind of a jerk. His dad is not a jerk. He's just misunderstood by people <laughs> like you. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, it's like I mean, it makes he's sense. going like, through something himself, yeah, right? Like, and and I think it's. He's made actually a much better character because of Atreus. I will say that, right? Like in in the original trilogy, God of War is like Kratos is mostly a solo character and does reprehensible things. And you kind of laugh as you're forced <laughs> to do those reprehensible things. But in the new God of War series, right, with Atreus, he's actually become more of a character, more of a fully developed character because now he's in charge of this young boy and he's able to show caring in his own God of War way, right? Which you describe as toxic, but in this universe, it's like, oh, this guy is trying. He's trying to redeem himself. He's trying to do right by the people he that by the only person he cares about. 
Um, and I think seeing that kind of growth in his character is is a treat. Like the the other thing that makes God of War great as a series is that the writing is really top notch. Like the story and plot line all the all through and through, excellent, excellent storytelling. Um, but I will, you know, I will say, you know, my excitement for Ragnarok is not Savan pitch level. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was disappointed by the end of the previous God of War uh, when we're, you know, we're sort of left at a very underwhelming climax of like, well, uh, there's going to be a sequel. <laughs> and really? and we did not resolve the storyline at all. And, uh, that's you know, stuff just went down and we learned new information. And, okay, wait for the next one. So that, that did not leave me with a good taste in my mouth. Uh, it's, it was and, like cheap. To, to make you spend all this time and then not resolve. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. exactly how I yeah. felt. It was like it was, everything was building and building and I was let down by okay. how they left it off. Interesting. The other thing about God of War is that it is, it's the last one kind of changed up the the style or the, the way that the, the gameplay and the level design Oh, they, uh, it changed the out. whole like it was like a low key genre shift. They shifted it way yeah. more into open world RPG compared to God of War previously, which was very much like a straightforward storyline. Yeah, jumping more into jumping into all these huge sort of cut action scenes and uh, kind of like in the way that uh, Uncharted does it. You know, you'll, mm-hmm. you know, you're just following a straight through line, and then all of a sudden you're in this incredible set piece. There's no quest. Yeah, so they they sort of changed that, um, and it's kind of like a, a weird mishmash of that and open world, mm-hmm. and so, you know, it was cool, but I don't know that I, I love that approach, uh, and, and we kind of see the same thing going on in Ragnarok. So uh, I'm into it, but not as much of a super fan as our boy Savon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Now, there's some spoilers, I think, coming. I think we agreed that let's try and keep it not too many spoilers because people probably haven't. I have made it various ways through the game, and maybe some people are even deciding whether they're going to get it. So Savan said, yeah, I could definitely talk about the game without doing too many spoilers, and Brian is um, only a couple hours in so far. Yeah, so I could totally talk about the game without spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how how is this game so far? How are you enjoying it? What are you liking? Um yeah, are you liking like the combat? Any changes they've made? Anything notable? Mm-hmm. Just lay it on us. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Savan, where you at? All right. So keep actually, it no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Brian, you've only played three hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should probably get Maybe Brian's four? take first. Yeah, and then and then Savan right, yeah, can flesh yeah, Brian, it out with more experience. Brian, go, go get him, play him. I mean, it, it picks up right where we left off. Uh, though, I mean, the characters are older. Atreus is older. His voice has dropped. No. <laughs> Uh, which is fun. So he's a little less annoying in that regard because yeah. he doesn't sound shrill anymore. Yeah, um, I mean, that was part of it. And and his, you know, his Wesley backstory. Hates children. <laughs> I know. Like, what are you gonna <laughs> do with your Wesley, daughters, parent, like, and school teacher Wesley oh Nakamura <laughs> hates children. <laughs> well, there's nothing I can do to influence him. At least with my kids, I can like talk to them. I can find out what's wrong with them. Like. Wes, I haven't you learned there's nothing you can do to influence him? <laughs> I can't do anything with Atreus. He's just annoying, and there's nothing I can do. I just have to listen to him. You think people ain't got to listen? I'm like real parents and boys. <laughs> you yeah. Me, but... yeah, but then you could talk to him and be like, okay, I understand where you're coming from, or like, what do you need from me? You think like, I'll listen to what my parents will say? 
If you play this game, you will understand the futility. (laughs) (laughs) Namir definitely says to to Kratos, walk a mile. I can listen to the kids and find out what's bothering them. That's all. Um, well, I, I think uh, Atreus' backstory is developing nicely. Cool. And so he is he is less obnoxious in this. Uh, and, you know, he, you know, he has more, a little bit more agency as the story is progressing. Um, in terms of the gameplay, you know, just like a few hours in, it's very, it's very similar to the first one. It feels a lot similar to me so far. Uh, but you do get the advantage of starting with both the Leviathan Axe and the Chains of Chaos. So you already feel like the badass that Kratos is immediately. Uh, so that's a wonderful thing. And you get some really great fights to start off the game. Like re- like stuff. I, I was not imagining that it would play out the way that it did. Uh, and I was pleasantly surprised they by all right that. They got right to it, bro. They got right to it. They like deliver the goods immediately. Um, <laughs> deliver the goods. Yeah, yeah. I, can I say that like this so it doesn't sound as what do you gross? Say, what do you say before you smacked him? <laughs> Fine. More fun this way. <laughs> yeah. Fire! <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So there's there's a lot of, a lot of fun going on. And then uh, once we once you sort of get into the core gameplay, it does feel very similar to the previous game there's canoeing again (laughs) there's there's level jumping again going through doors to jump to different levels uh and the but i i do get the feeling that some of the mechanics are a little bit more refined like it feels like the skill tree and leveling up and and also powering up your weapons seems a little bit more straightforward and kind of removes some of the uh, some of the I it's, guess, more, it's just more polished. It's just more polished. There's, there's more fiddliness in the first game. Yeah, yeah. It's more polished now. It just seems like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna do this real quickly, and mm, I'm good now. Let's get to let's get to fighting. Uh, so I think all of that is there. And then again, going back to the story, I think the dynamic between Kratos and Atreus is just getting better and better. Right as he gets older, as he is you know, more combative with his own father uh, as Kratos himself is learning how to be a parent. uh, I think, you know, the dynamic is a lot more interesting than it was before, where it's just like, boy, you're the worst (laughs) son. Get over here. Right. It was like, it's like, boy, do what I say. That's all it was. was like, boy, do this. I don't care. I mean, in the game, Atreus calls him out for exactly that. He literally says, thank God. You, you know, I mean, yeah, you finished it. You know, he even says, "You only say, you only talk when you want me to do this." Boy, translate this. Boy, do the thing. Like, like Atreus legit mocks yes. him because he always calls him boy. <laughs> Good job. See, which, I can get behind that. Which, by the way, which I'll, I'll wait till I'll wait. All right, Brian, on, Brian. Did you do you feel like the move to PS5 and the next gen was taken advantage of here? Uh, you know, honestly, I haven't really paid attention to that so it's not very apparent to me other than the load times are uh quick and fast yeah (laughs) basically non-existent right like three minute elevator rides anymore i die and then i'm right back in the same fight um so that's fantastic what i will die a lot (laughs) you will be dying a lot of some of these fights like it's very much like an elden ring feeling of oh man I'm glad I can reload into fights quick because so many fights I'm getting my ass beat. And, uh, I was surprised at how quickly I died in the game. I was getting actually, cooked. I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! I uh, I thought I was good at this game. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I kind of forgot." I thought the, I was a god. Moves. I thought I was a god. 
uh, as the god of war or yeah. something. Uh, I keep pressing the circle button to to dodge and roll, which I think is the the same button in Elden Ring, but here in the game it's X. So I oh, keep no. basically like shooting myself in the foot. Oh um, yeah, yeah. X should be jump. Good. What are they doing? There's there's, there's no jump button. There's no game. jump in this oh, game. Oh my god. Yeah. Why is there? No it's, jump it works. Button? It's a good thing. Okay. Yeah, but that. I think the combat is still really tight. Uh, it just. As I said, it just feels very seamless and smooth, and you feel like the God of War. For Facts. sure. All right. Savan, how does this game for you compare to the first one? Uh, y'all remember when we were talking about Breath of the Wild and Breath of the Wild 2, and we had that conversation how for certain sequels, you don't need to tear it down to the foundation for a sequel. Sometimes it's good to take what's already a good thing and just perfect it. And we talked about how like Super Mario Galaxy 2 did that, how we think Breath of the Wild 2 is going to do that. And, you know, even Last of Us 2, right? Same deal. Like, you know, they just took the mechanics and just expanded on it, right? This game is, I think, just a great example of doing just that. They kept everything that worked for the combat in God of War PS4, which is a longtime fan of the game. The older series is more hack and slash. Which is good, but I think as fun as it was, it's a little bit dated when you think about modern games and their combat systems. So God of War PS4 already modernized their combat way more where, you know, to Brian's point, you really got to master the dodge and roll system and know how to really block and parry. Yeah, and those it really does. will get you, man. And those Valkyrie things. Oh, yeah. Like, take me yeah, out so, you in know, a heartbeat. Yeah. The older God of War, you could kind of turn your brain off a little bit more in the combat. And Sign so for, for God, yeah. And so for Ragnarok, <laughs> though, smash, yeah, yeah. But, and for Ragnarok, though, they just took it to the next level, right? They kept all the main mechanics of the combat, but they just added more. There's more elements. To, like before, the only elements you had were what poison, poison, fire, ice. Very, very rudimentary. Now yeah. there's Sonic. There's you know I'm not going to say others because spoilers, but there's way more ways you can apply status to enemies. The, the way Atreus's moveset is expanded on, he can do way more. The way Kratos' moveset is expanded on, the combat just gives you a lot of options. You know, you start the game with the Blades of Chaos, so you already start the game off with two weapons and barehanded. So it's not an action game where you start off and you know how some games it's an action game and you have to really progress before you can really do cool things. You have a pretty fleshed out moveset, even in the very beginning of the game, Brian. I think you might agree. Like, oh, yeah, you already sure. have like a lot of dynamic ways to fight. So the game just gives you a ridiculously big toolkit that lets you do fights how you want. You know, friend of the show, Mike, I was watching him play some God of War and I was watching him do a fight that I did the next day. And just our styles of fighting and how we level up and do armors and just the RPG elements. Like lets you really, you know, approach fights how you want. Uh, the game kind of has a bit of a Dark Souls Elden Ring feeling, though, in that, you know, the same way Kratos has become more disciplined and refined, this game, the combat is very much the same. If you fight undisciplined and you don't actually really pay attention to what's happening around you and use your full moveset, you are going to struggle in this game. And the game, like to Brian's point, the game is challenging. It's not obnoxious, but you have to use, like like, Brian, like what Mike said, uh, you know, this game, you have to use all your the wrinkles in your brain. Like, oh, <laughs> like if you're fighting this mini boss, if you don't recognize the tail on this move, you're going to get smacked every time until you stop letting it happen to you. But just like previous God of Wars, you still feel like a badass even when you're losing. And so even if you're stuck on a fight, you're just having fun playing the game no matter what you're doing. 
So what so, is what is the Savan Kratos uh, loadout looking like so far? What are you are you what tanking are you this too? I focus on stuns and like the unarmed combat. So I try to just beat people up with my hands as much as I can to do stun really? grabs. You still use unarmed my weapons, but combat. Oh there's something just God. there's something about just decking somebody in the grill that just a sword doesn't quite <laughs> give fist. you the same feeling. I just want bow, just right. We're gonna hit a mean right hook. Interesting. But I would not you're go like that slicing way. people in half. Yeah. Well, also because you get the range, right? Like you're I mean, just I like less both. vulnerable. I mean, I use the yeah, but the stun mechanic is cool. But so the combat is you know improved on better than ever. Leave One it to Savant to well, go for like the thing that looks cool, but is like clearly philosophically less effective. Like I like nah. it. Commitment more challenging. You do understand the bit. Well, you do understand that in God of War fights, even when I, I walk up to like fights, like if I see an enemy, I, I slow walk. I told you, I'm like, we, we, we're all in. <laughs> we're all in. I'm not. I'm taking my time. So I like, gotta say, Savon, after hearing you talk about that stuff, I definitely do some like slow camera pans around <laughs> my character that. now. It makes the game so much. You gotta better. lean into it, man. You having fun. So, like, the combat's still better than ever. Wes, what I think they did super well was some of the issues that they did have with the first game, they tightened up. So, just, like, the canoeing is still there. I think they made it way less easy to get lost. It's easier to navigate a lot of these areas more. I'll admit, even before, trying to navigate could get a little cumbersome because the world was open and linear, but not linear at the same time. I think they struck a better balance in, like, the level design where I find myself not getting lost in a way that I did find myself in the other one. And I think they took a lot of that feedback. Same with some of the puzzles. There's a lot more. They they're just, they just they understood that people would get stuck on some of these puzzles and they just have, because like, they didn't notice little things and they have little, just things built in to kind of help you not just be stuck on something for obnoxiously long, which I know you say it happened to you and it's not a fun thing to happen playing any game. Yeah, yeah some correct of the me if I'm just like, meh. Correct me if I'm wrong, Savon, but it feels like Ragnarok has a lot more nudging going on. Yeah, like even that's, even that's in the combat, complaint. there's like signals for you know when you need to parry, when an attack is coming, and I kind of don't remember that happening they, in the previous. They game. had that in the previous one. The combat, the the like info is still the same. When it comes to puzzles, they there's a lot more nudging. That's probably my only complaint is that I feel like they're like, hey, yo. Like, hold on, let my brain, like, give me a second. I can do yeah, this puzzle. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not a dumb-dumb. Like, give me a second, pimp. But, like, the premise, the design part is great because sometimes it's like, hey, if you're with Atreus and you're stuck on a puzzle, he might walk over and look up at something, and that's kind of the game's hint of, like, hey, the relevant thing is around here. You still got to figure the puzzle out, but it's not you running around in a room because you took a break between things and forgot where you were in your flow of doing, like, a part. So, like, the game's a lot more accessible, and some of the things that I think Wes did frustrate you they intentionally corrected in the design of this game as a whole, which is why I like when you build on something instead of just starting from scratch. So like mechanics wise, loving it. And then story wise, same deal. Like the previous game, you had a pretty tight, you had a relatively small cast of characters. You have what? Kratos, Atreus, Freya, Brock, Sindri. That's really it, right? Mimir. Mamir, yes, Mamir, Mamir. So you got like those six characters, and then like your antagonist who you fight, you know, Balder who you fight. You still have these core characters in this game. And again, this won't be a spoiler for you, Brian, but you'll see as you play the game more. Everyone gets way more just like dialogue and get like you get a lot more just Brock and Sindri, a lot more Sindri on his own, Brock on his own, 
Freya has a lot of stuff that she has like a very interesting arc and a lot of characters. And again, I, I like the boat rides. And now instead of just Mimir telling stories, the characters are having really, really intense, like dope dialogues. You know, there's, I won't do, I won't spoil this for you, but there are two characters who in like a, have a little mini arc where they do a little mission together. And the conversations they have are just from a writing perspective, amazing because they're having, they're learning about each other. They're uncovering past traumas and things that have happened to them. There's real sincere, I understand you, even if we don't necessarily agree. And that's just like a testament to the writing. Yeah, in a way that Shuri is in the game, right? (laughs) (laughs) Call back. Yes, but I mean, honestly, I mean, there's a lot of talk about grief. Yes, like, you know, Freya lost her son at the end of the game. We talk about the consequences of that and what that means for her and how she deals with that. That's some real, that's real stuff. And to your point, the Kratos like a trace dynamic. You know, there's little things that show, you know, in the game, Kratos doesn't refer to Mimir's head once. Like, I don't know if you've picked that up, Brian, but it's, oh, little, that's it's little things. There's yeah. a moment where Kratos calls Mimir brother. It's like, it's little stuff. There's, hmm. you know, Kratos kind of like call when Atreus he called him head. That made me laugh. Yeah, but you know, it's little things of now if he's referring to him by name and it's showing that they have a relationship now. You know, Kratos called he really calls Atreus, he doesn't call him boy anymore. He says Atreus and says him by name. Like it's little things that show that characters are growing. Even the codex where you read the journal entries, some of them are in crate like when you read about characters in the game and like you know, who's in the game. Some of it is clearly written from Kratos' point of view, and you just kind of get a little of his inner monologue and it shows someone who's very you're complicated and you know it makes for good storytelling because yeah to your point Wes he's not very likable but he was also raised a Spartan and spent his whole life destroying the world revenge so it's interesting to see how this person can change so I don't know I'm loving like they're building on everything I loved about the first game and they've expanded on it nice I'm like trying to decide if I like want to go back and watch like the YouTube of the second half of the game yeah, you do. The story, yeah, like, dude. what does that cost you? Yeah, I don't want to play it. Like, if you did, like, if you didn't like the Atreus, like where Atreus and Kratos' dynamic was when it got really toxic and bad, yeah, it makes where it ends up at the end of the game that much more satisfying. All right, because they ultimately, it's like you know, that's how family is. You beef with each other, you argue, you have disagreements. Like that's, it makes the moments of them being clearly they're not beefed out for good because they're together in this game. So. Yeah, you know how that resolves is fun to see. It didn't seem like there was a way out. It didn't seem like Kratos was really going to come around. I mean, obviously he did, but it didn't. It really did. Do you remember? Like do you remember where together. you stopped? No. I mean, because at this point, there's a whole arc where Atreus gets sick and he almost dies, and that's when Kratos really has to look in the mirror and face his past. Like, there's a whole. There was the part where he got like, uh, yeah, like taken or kidnapped or something. Yeah, maybe maybe sick is the right word. I don't know. And he comes back and he's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think I probably kid made is it. just sick. He's yeah. Sick. Well, I think I made it to the part where then they have to like climb up the statue guy or something, and you're like really high up in the air, and then they just like jump off at some point. <laughs> yeah. I love how vague all these descriptions are. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, sure. Phenomenal. No, they were like in the ice Phenomenal. world, and they like went. This way is the content that people demand from us. The thumber, the the giant, and they were trying to get his chisel from the thing. Probably, yeah. So we got the chisel, and then he just like leaps off the edge, and you're like, all right, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, it's Kratos. All right. Anyways. I will say that the yeah. first game, uh, there was just a lot 
there was a, a lot to to do. Oh, or, wait, there was yeah, a, yeah. Okay, I mean, I it was like thought. introducing a new world, new situation for Kratos, uh, and the to me like the story of the first game kind of diverges in a lot of different directions, uh, especially in the early part. And, you know, I never felt like I got a terribly great handle on it. But in Ragnarok, because it's so focused on what just happened in that game and the aftermath of it, it feels like it's a much tighter experience, mm. right? Like this. I might enjoy that story-wise, more. right? Yeah. Like it, it's very clear what's going on, what has to happen, and and sort of the looming threat is is really intriguing okay. to me at least. So I think that's a good driver for the game. See, that's interesting because I thought the God of War 18 story was pretty straightforward. Is yo the whole point of the game is we got to spread the mama ashes. It's just a bunch of other stuff happens around that. That's like oh. Yeah, but things. like, why? In terms of storytelling, why was all of that stuff important? Yeah, well, I guess you exactly. have to. Well, you, like have to well, you have to finish the game is, uh, to know that. Yeah, but that wasn't know. connected to spreading the ashes. Like those were not happening because they were trying to spread the ashes. At least that didn't seem like it. Well, I mean, that's why. That's why the ending. Like, I agree. Some of the stuff in the ending was kind of underwhelming, Brian. But the little part where we see the scene where we learn his real name and the prophecy stuff. You know, because we see a, you know, because there's a whole thing that predicts their entire journey. So it does kind of get very. All right. You guys, you guys like this series. Um, One of the things that I'm thinking now about what sort of made my experience less enjoyable was how empty everything was. There's no signs of life or culture. Sendry and whatever his face are, are blacksmiths, but they're. Oh, who are they? Who are they serving? Like, why would they exist? As like, why does that job exist when there's nobody they can actually make things for? And there's no evidence of like camps. There's no. I mean, literally everywhere we go is just an empty wilderness and um, monsters and, and monsters um, and, and witches. And I, I wonder if that's also part of like why I didn't relate to it because I was like, I don't. This world isn't a real world. Like, it's it's not even like oh it's not even like the point was to to go into nature it was like oh these civilized there were places where clearly people had been there and done things like you go into a mining um you know cavern or whatever and you see all evidence of like tracks and and carts and things like that but we never we never it's not even part of the story about like well what happened to these people so there there, there, there is a narrative reason so there actually is a narrative reason but that narrative reason would involve playing the game. Yeah. Which, okay. You know, but like nobody even questions it. And it's just, it's just weird to like be in this empty world that clearly like, wasn't supposed to be empty. Wes, it comes up player. <laughs> now. I'm, 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 All right. It, well, it, anyways, it, is this, is the God of War Ragnarok also in a people world? Yes. Yeah. Wait, where are you at, Brian? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not far in the game. Okay. I'm like basically in the Flintstones okay. area. Okay. Wes, this is actually what I'll tell you. Cause there's, there's actually a lot of layers to that question. It's a good question too. Yeah. Like horizon, right? Like they, they clearly, yeah. the, the people and the, the cultures are really important. No, uh, no, no. I think I that can, no, detracts I think, from that whole game. No, I can give you a, I think oh. I can give you a real answer though, Wes, real talk. So there is a narrative reason behind why everything is dead. Okay. Ultimately, it has to. Is do that what with, it is? That people are dead. It the world is literally in a state of just like disrepair. Okay. Partially because of the actions of Odin, which as through the game you figure out, oh, like something's happening in hell where souls can't go to hell because he screwed over the Valkyries, and that's why people's souls are stuck in the world and everything's 
like there's a specific reason why you don't see living people that the game kind of touches on. Mm-hmm. So they kind of give a narrative reason why. Okay. And in some other places, like the place with the elves, there is a civilization there. There, they're just at active war with each other. Okay. But so there's I a don't reason. think I ever got to the elves. Yeah. So there's a reason why. But I agree, it takes away from the game, even if there's a narrative like reason why. Because I felt the same way of oh. I get why it's supposed to be everything's dead and there's a narrative reason. It still takes away from what otherwise is still a really cool world. Yeah, for sure. Like, so there's a kind of two-pronged answer to that. Hmm. All right. But I do think in Ragnarok, they do... This isn't a... I'm trying to be careful. Let me try to word this in a spoilery way. You get to see other civilizations that you didn't get to see in the first game because the realm tree locked them away. So there's several realms that you can't get to in God of War 2018. Story reason throughout the game that you do get to go to in this one. And those places have been protected from a lot of the apocalyptic dead stuff happening in the places we spend the first game. So there's narrative reasons why you get more of actual civilizations in the next one. But it is a rightful critique that the lack of civilization in the first one makes the world feel empty, even if there's a story reason why. I completely agree. So they do address it. That's interesting. Actually, that was one of the reasons why I felt the 2018 game did not have a satisfying climax, was because some of those worlds remained locked Mm. by the end of the game. (laughs) And it set up this odd expectation where it's like, I thought there's going to be so much more. And then, nope, there wasn't. No. So, like, Asgard, Vanaheim, Svartalfilm, I think. I'm playing the game so much that you don't really damn learn the pronunciations. <laughs> but, like, there's at least three realms that you're locked away from that absolutely appear and have lots of personality and culture. And, like, yeah, yeah you know, again, it's one of those, it's na- narrative-wise, it makes sense. I can understand why from a game perspective, you're like, oh, man, y'all blue ball me with having these three <laughs> things that I just yes. never got to access throughout the game. Yeah, and I think it only matters because the game is trying to walk this tightrope between open world and linear. Mm-hmm. And because of open world, you ha- you set up certain expectations for how you're gonna get your to character interacts with mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right? And so by being missing, it just feels like this huge void. Yeah, uh, it, it feels incorrect. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, you, you. I mean, your expectations are set up to where you're like, oh, cool, Vanaheim, Asgard, oh, I get to go there eventually, and it never happens. I'm like, oh, cool, well, dang, this sucks. This is a, this lights up on the menu and everything. I'm just never able to press X because of story. <laughs> no, but I, like again, I think they heard that feedback from the first game because these are all little things that aren't the end of the world, but can still hurt the game in smaller ways that are like noticeably different in the sequel. Like it's things I'm like, oh yeah, there's way more cultures and people who are just like non-combatants who you just have conversations with, or they're just existing in life, and it's like, oh cool, yeah. That, we that want the NPCs. Way. Yeah, there's Bring there's legit there are NPCs in this game, oh, okay. in in places yeah. where they should be. Some right. places no, but other places like no, there's like shops and towns and people and whatever. Okay. So let's finish up where I like to finish up, which is who's who's going to enjoy this game. Clearly, not clearly. I think it would take for me a lot more convincing to be like, yeah, I'm going to go spend the 70 bucks on this and get into it, given the amount of time it would take to invest in it. And given that I didn't really love the first one, it was like, I thought it was good. I just didn't love it. And I, you know, eventually put it down. Is there, who's the person that really is going to like this game? You know, is, 
is Alexis, fr- you know, friend of the show, family of the show, is she going to like this game or like watching Matt play it? Like who's who's this game made for? Brian, who who would you say is is into this game? Who's not into this game? Is Anna watching you as a spectator? What's going on here? They spent four years developing this game specifically for Alexis Nakamura <laughs> so that she would love every single moment. <laughs> She's going to buy it then. She's going to buy uh, it. I think, no, I, I said it at the top. I think God of War generally as a series really is a tentpole. It, it can appeal to a wide swath of gamers because, uh, you know, the world is so, you know, colorful and ornate and detailed. The, I think the story is very strong. And the gameplay is, you know, some of the best video game mechanics uh, ever. I mean, definitely in terms of melee combat, right? Like, it's it's just really high quality. It's, uh, deep and, it's deep and flashy, which some games you're flashy and you feel cool, but it's not super deep and skillful. Yeah. And then Spider-Man? Yeah. But I loved it. Yeah, which I mean, there's some, yeah, which maybe that's like one event. Yeah, and then there's like Elden Ring and the Souls games where there's a lot of skill, but you don't really feel like a badass. The moves are very kind of, and this one, like, to you, sorry, Brian, yeah, there's lots of flair. Keep yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's always fun, right? Like, it's, it's challenging, but it's always fun because it is flashy. You do get to feel like a badass. You cut people down. You don't have to spend too much time building up your character and, you know, to, and thinking about how you build your character. I mean, you just like go a billion different ways and it kind of, in some ways it doesn't matter. Like it also makes things very specific to your gameplay style, but you can still play the game in a mishmash, right? <laughs> like, and still have a really, really good time with it. And then I also think because of that style of gameplay, like it does kind of lean towards kind of OG arcade style gameplay in that way, even though it is, I think, very tight mechanically. I think that does lend itself to uh, fits and bursts of of playtime, right? Like, I think you could jump in and out of this game. You could play, like, 10 minutes, get your licks in on some baddies, move the story a little bit, uh, and then jump out uh, and still, you know, really have a good time with it, right? It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be the time suck the way that other RPG style games are right where you got you really couldn't do that in the last one the time yeah the last one you had to spend a good amount of time to make progress because you'd have to pass a puzzle unlock a thing beat a couple of things it wasn't yeah i mean you really I'm had to clear sa- an area i'm actually saying the the opposite and that you don't have to do that like you can yeah yeah because, i'm saying because I'm the saying combat is a little so bit good so that's a little bit of a change i think from the first one then uh no, well, I'm not. I'm not deep enough in the game to okay. really say, but I. I think even in the first one, like you could still get away with that. Right? Okay, like, I never just felt playing like the could. game is like just you don't have. Yeah, I mean, it's I just the same fun. Right? Right? Yeah, like you even if you're not doing anything of importance, just playing the game and fighting and not progressing the story is still satisfying compared to other games where oh, if I didn't finish this mission, I'm like, oh, this is a waste of time. I just spent seven minutes in a canoe. <laughs> Wes, I I don't know what you're doing. But I will say, in 2022, at the end of this year, right, with Ragnarok coming out uh, in this time frame, you know, post-Horizon Forbidden West, post-Elden Ring, uh, post-Miles Morales even, uh, and the Spider-Man games, you know, for me, something does feel a little bit lacking now coming to it at this period where I... You know, I do want all that other stuff, right? And so, uh, so for me, Ragnarok, you know, it 
it fills a certain itch, right? So that fun gameplay mechanic that I'm talking about, but at the same time, it feels like it's, it's lacking the depth it's lacking some of the greater world building and, you know, the myriad of characters and just the freedom to go explore and try different things and try different styles of gameplay and just really uncover every nook and cranny of the world that, uh, the developers have created you know some of that you know you're of course not going to find that in god of war ragnarok Hmm. i don't think (laughs) based on my three four hours i think you're in for a treat bro even 10 hours in there still introducing new like stuff and i'm like oh my god this you you, you have so much shit i might i might need to play ratchet and clank again that surprisingly that game had a lot of that stuff for kind of a throwaway game it was was pretty cool savan who's this game for obviously it's for you I'm with Brian though. I think what about one... what about Will Cat's football manager spreadsheet man? Is he gonna play this game? I don't know. I think, yes. I, think I think this game is legitimately. I think this game has something for everybody. You know, I think this game is the perfect game for someone who just wants to spectate and watch. Like this is the perfect. I have some. I have a significant other or friend who doesn't game but likes to watch games because watching God of War is basically just watching a really story driven action movie, action drama. Like, that's ultimately what you're watching. And, you know, like I said, even regular fights against throwaway enemies are cinematic, cool, lots of eye candy. The boss fights are super dope. Like, Brian, imagine anyone who doesn't play games just watches the intro to this game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just the intro. You're in. I don't care who you are. You're going to watch it and be like, yo, this is dope as shit. Like, <laughs> I don't care who you are. So, you know, if you like so if you want a game with good action mechanics, God of War is going to give you that. If you like games that have more that are really story driven, God of War will give you that. You know, if you like puzzle games that have the little bit of the platforming elements, like God of War still has that. Like God of War still at its core has a lot of old school action platforming elements where you're in a room, you got to solve this puzzle, Zelda style, and then go to the next area. Like there's still a lot of that energy, which I think can just appeal to most gamers. You know, there's... I think this is a everybody game. There's a reason why people's our entire friend list is playing it. I got friends who play every type of game under the sun, but God of War is uh, to Brian's point a tentpole that rallies folk in. Now, if you, I mean, even Tyler and Kendall who don't have the game and don't want you know they're not going to get it, but they're watching me play it because everything about the game is still so cool. The weapons, the story. There's parts where you know I like to do all the side conversations because I love all the exposition. Even there, like we're in screen share PlayStation chat and they're like, they're hanging on to every word just like me because it's compelling. And I think that says something. So, I mean, that's something for everybody. And so, you know, it doesn't mean everyone's going to like it, but this game is not a niche game. It has enough universal elements to it to where you should give it a try and you'll probably enjoy it. And again, I think the things you didn't like, I think that they've done a very conscious effort of addressing. Great. And I so think you're that, saying my criticisms were valid. I think that they didn't take away from the game. No, well, <laughs> I think they didn't take away from the game in the way you think they did. Or the, uh, I think that they do. Yeah. But regardless, this is a very, we heard your feedback or we heard how players all had collective opinions or didn't like X. We fixed it. Like the big, like my biggest complaint about God of War 2018 was that a series known for some of the best boss battles ever had very underwhelming boss fights for how dope the combat was. And they addressed that immediately in this one where I'm in the game and I'm like, oh, every boss fight I've done has been already better than all the boss fights from God of War 2018. 
Well, all the boss fights also ended the same, right? It was like chain on the horn, grab him around the neck, slam him down, stab him in the eye. No, I mean that's for those like reg- even bosses. Yeah, those. Like, I'm talking yeah. about for like the actual boss fights, which what well, God of War 2018, like Brian, who were the bosses? You know, you fight Balder a bunch of times. Yeah, like, Balder was fun, and then the other brother. Yeah, I you fight Magni and Modi. Yeah, you fight them, then you fight like the dragon once. But outside of that, there's not really a lot of like just squad up boss fights. And in this one, like I said, I'm was not the even... dragon where you had to like dodge behind the little like graves. I don't know. There were graves. No, that was like a, that was like a set piece. There's actually a dragon boss yeah, fight yeah. where it's okay. shooting electricity and y'all like throwing down, like fighting, fighting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that, that was, was that thing where the, it would send lightning down and you yeah, had to the dodge lightning it. dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. Which that was probably the one of the better ones. Yeah, which I think was the humanoid fight. boss fights. Yeah, we're all kind of interchangeable. Like they were good, bit, right? but but this is the, but God of War is the same series that gave you Kratos versus Hercules, where he mashed a man fist in with his own gloves, or you know, where he fight Hades and he take his chains and rip his soul out, or Poseidon, where he just absolutely brutalized. He you know he basically like hate crime that man, like in terms of how he brutalized him, like that that that, that had to have been this that that, that had to you know, that was a malicious intent. <laughs> but that was like a real shortcoming for the 2018 game. Like that was real talk. And you know, this one they they upped the ante. So I think this is a for, this is for everybody. Doesn't do mean they, it's do for they you, balance but... the difficulty in in the last one I I do remember that you would come across bosses that like literally you had no chance against. I mean, they were just like way too leveled up. Um the Valkyries come to mind and it was just sort of this weird dynamic of, Oh, like here's these like normal regular bad guys that you're fighting. And yeah, it might, might be challenging. The skeletons come at you, yada, yada, yada. And then you would just like get to these areas and you're like, there's, this is impossible. Like I, I can't, I can't dodge this. I can't block it. I can't do anything. I, my, my little, you know, attack on them. Even the special attack does like five damage and they still got a thousand health left. You know, that was, that was a little bit off-putting in that, like, the game didn't seem to, like, put you in front of things that were actually, like, within your reach sometimes. And it was just like, oh, like, you just wasted my time. I mean, that's like you know, an Making intentional... me think this was possible and then yeah. it wasn't. Well, that's more of a design decision where it's they still want to give you in-game content for when you finish the game. And you still need things to level up and fight even after the story's over. So just like the whole, oh. hey, you need this gear to come back. Yeah, it's like some I mean, fights I was are very much Valkyries a, a lot too, and Valkyries losing a lot. Were, Valkyries were in-game content that was specifically meant to be like, hey, you want to stand a chance against these? You better finish the game, get all the best uh, gear. See, I didn't understand Because if you don't that. get all the best, okay. but the idea is you got to take a hint. Like if you're just getting your ass beat over and over, and it's like, oh, this feels hopeless, hopeless. The game even gives you the hint of, hey, if you find yourself losing against a certain fight, you should just leave and get your gear up, like. The game does, for those bosses, give you kind of an Elden Ring element of, oh, you're getting your ass beat? Well, you're not story-locked behind this fight. Just go, yeah. you know, go get go get good. And so this one, the new one, is still going to do that. Like, there's, so they have something that's comparable to the Valkyries that's like, oh, you're getting beat too bad? Hey, you just got to come back later when you're stronger because right. you're not ready. Yeah, I think the issue is that the game sort of presents as a little bit linear, right? So when you when you encounter some of these obstacles that are insurmountable it just leaves you a little puzzled yeah like where do i uh, go so what's here? going on i thought i was supposed to be here and uh, apparently you weren't supposed to be there yeah but it, i mean it sounds like ragnarok has uh struck a better balance the- between those elements uh and i'm looking forward to getting more hours you know what they present them as optional boss fights a bit better maybe because maybe mm-hmm. valkyries felt a bit more like mandatory even though a lot of them weren't but in this one someone like oh this is a boss that you might not be ready for you have to like activate a gravestone to make the fight happen 
And so if you just keep losing, you can literally just walk around it and progress around it because it's in the op- <laughs> yeah. it is more open world. So right. I think they presented a little better. Is is Ragnarok the meaning behind this similar to the Ragnarok we saw in um in the MCU, like the world ends or at yep. the end of Asgard kind of idea? Yep. All right, interesting. Yep, that's the driving, the driving part of the entire plot. <laughs> Right on. Well, I'll be interested to hear how it went. I, I, I don't think you convinced me to play it. Just screen share it one day. Yeah, man. I'd be willing to. Everybody like, else watch be watching it like an HBO special. It. Just, just, <laughs> just hop into the new we, the next episode of God of War. All right, and Alexis Nakamura, you better go buy it. Brian they made this that, for you. Yeah, Brian said that it's specially designed for a gamer of your caliber. Do you want to see the true Thor? He's in this game. <laughs> Good God. Yo, Brian, when he, this isn't a spoiler, but when he, the fake out part where, you know, where he smacked him and you're just like, wait, did I not press the right button? <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, oh no. And he hits you with that, you know, the, the fribble was like, oh boy, that was, that was, that, <laughs> that, was, that was, that was amazing. Was, that was amazing, like, that bro. was, that was pure God of War moment. So, yeah. That oh, was like, oh no, what happened? Like, what? nope, nope. I'm gonna send it to you, Wes. It's so sick. Right. I don't want to spoil Sounds it for good. nobody because it's no, like it's one okay. of those. They always you know, know how to do things. They always do things extra in the God of War series, <laughs> but they do it right, and that's Facts. what we love. Nice. Mm. Well, friends, it's been good to learn about this game that everybody's been talking about. Hopefully, the people listening out there have uh, have been had their interest peaked. What is it? Peaked? Peaked? <laughs> Um, and and we'll check it out and then let us know what they're thinking, how, how much they've enjoyed it or not enjoyed it, you know, as the case may be as, as some of us on, on this side are, um, and, Just and if you, you haven't, that mic. <laughs> yeah. And if you haven't checked out our breakdown of black Panther from last week, make sure you do so. We had a great fun talking about, um, all of the, the special moments that, that came through in that movie, uh, really worth, worth your time. Also tell your friends about us. We've had a great time. We want more people to check us out, more people to bring into the community of Confidently Wrong and, and enjoy, enjoy all of our you know stuff with. So have a good one. This will be it. We'll see you in a little bit. Bye. Bye. The Adams family. I don't know what's happening bum, there. Bum, bum. <laughs>